Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. What's happening, Sports City? Man, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with all these controls at my fingertips in this kitchen. I got pots, I got pans, I got dishes, I got spices, and I'm ready to cook up all you can eat. Fantasy basketball, that's right. The all-NBA food for thought show providing you with that championship flavor dish every Monday and Friday night. Yours truly, the one and only NBA head chef inside Sports City, Chef Arquise. Love that name given to me by the one and only T.P. Thomas, the Thomas Wonder himself. I believe I got the top chef in the building. Calling out of the 203, talk to me. Took off the blazer, loosened up the tie, <clears throat> stepped aside the kitchen. Timeless is alive. Of course, I'm I'm here to see what's going on. I'm, I smell something. I smell something cooking, so uh, I came to see what Arkeezy's brewing, and I uh, hope everybody like what he's doing. I had to, I had to find it. I had to, I had to, I had to. But hopefully everybody get ready for these good old plates, good old food for thought. Hopefully he can still do these dishes. Man, I appreciate you for stopping by, Thomas. Man, I got to keep you here with me, rocking out. Uh, Man, it's been a long time, brother. We got another special guest, Chef, uh, sitting right here in the building next to me, cooking in the kitchen for the first time, the one, the only, Lady J. Talk to me, lady. How's it going? How's it going? Yes, Miss Lady J is in the building. All right, welcome to the kitchen. You ready to get some of these dishes done? For sure. Awesome. Falling out of the 973. Talk to me, Chef. Good evening. Who we got? We got Lou from New Jersey. All right, Lou from New Jersey. We about to get into some NBA talk. You a big NBA fan, Lou? Oh, yeah, since I was like six years old. All right, awesome. You sound like myself. Does that put you? Do that put us both in the 70s? If it's beyond the 70s, we don't got to date you. I'll just be the old man on the show tonight. Oh, boy. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thanks for calling. If you got any questions, man, just hit that that uh button, raise your hand, and we'll get to you. Okay. Thomas, my brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm here. Man, I don't know how you do this, brother, every week, sitting here cooking up at the helm. You know it's been 10 years, Thomas, since I was inside Sports City for the network just like this. Of, of course, you you know what's going on in this kitchen, man. Let let me know what you're working with, though, man. You you ain't got to introduce yourself too much, man. Get cooking, man. All right, let's do it. So tonight we kind of got a little bit of uh, some, some 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 just starting up, getting it back going, man. In the NBA tonight, we got some games going right now. I got on the big screen the San Antonio Spurs. Versus the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder, Victor Wembanyama on the screen, trying to get to it a little bit. Thomas, and then uh, I think we had the uh, Boston Celtics. They had the uh, back-to-back game. As I'm trying to work these here controls and make sure I got everybody involved. We got the uh, Celtics. I'm trying to remember who they was playing, brother. Oh. Little cooperation. My data is jumping around. Anyway, we got the Celtics versus the New York Knicks. The current score in that game, third quarter, Knicks leading 62-56 to 56 over the Celtics. I'm not even going to jump into box scores yet because it's preseason, and the preseason box scores really don't matter other than to just wet your whistle and get you excited about all things NBA basketball, right? But for those who came for the express purposes, Thomas, of fantasy basketball, I got to do a little uh, update. Back in the day, I used to be active heavy on ESPN and Yahoo. I want to say, Thomas, the last time I was on those sites playing fantasy basketball was probably 2019, since then, I felt like I was called up, man, to the big time. Like somebody promoted me and gave me an opportunity to be a real NBA GM, and they put some salary cap on the table right in front of me, just like the actual NBA players get. I can see their paychecks. I see the amount. I know the the true value of the player in the league now based on, you know, salary cap production, player ratios, and value. Where did I find that at? Man, somebody called me over to fan track. I don't know if you guys ever heard of fan track, but all I can tell you is since I arrived at fan track, I have not looked back, and I'm not throwing shade on anybody. I'm just saying I know that these guys, whoever it is who created and designed fan track, and they probably going to hook us up with something because I'm giving them, be giving them a whole lot of promo and pub. Man, fan track guys actually play the game. I'm telling you, they have so many features for the uh, player on their app or platform that it's almost too much. If you could think of it, if you desire it or need it, I'm pretty sure it's available on fan track. So I've been there since, uh, let's say, the 2020 season, right? And their time is, is where I've been enjoying myself dealing with salary, cap, fantasy. And the way they set that up, or you can set up your league, you download the app, create you a salary cap league, determine what salary cap you want to use. And another great resource I've been using, Thomas, is called SpotTrack. So SpotTrack is very good. Those people over there, they do an outstanding job. And what they put up is the – the total salary, right, and what the salary cap is. So you got the CBA, collective bargaining. They also keep track of injuries, transactions, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's very comprehensive. What this allows you to do in the salary cap league is, again, see the money, see the dollars, see how the actual NBA salary has been constructed, and then you go back to your your game site, your app, and you create a format 
with rule summaries, so forth and so on. All right? So I don't want to spend a lot of time trying to teach it right now. Tonight is like the first night back inside the kitchen, the first night back at the controls. I really want to kind of just touch and talk a little bit with the people and get a feel for what direction we're really going to go in over the next coming weeks because I got a lot of creative ideas. My creative juices are flowing, and I didn't want to be very rigid tonight. I wanted to be as dynamic as I could possibly be, Timeless. So if you got anything, man, ask me a question. I think I see a hand raised, 973. Let's see what we got in the building. Yes. Nine. Nine seven three. I'm still here. I'm still here. All right. Well, okay, this is Luke, right? I know the. Yeah. Well, I know the focus has been on the buzz has been on Victor Wembanyama, but um, is he really ready thing to step in the spotlight? I mean, you know, he didn't do so great you know, in the summer league, and now he had he played his first um, scrimmage game. Mm, you think he's really worth all the hype? Or is this going to be another, you know, number one draft pick bust like we've seen in the past? Well, I'm not going to call Victor a bust. I don't believe that he's quite going to live up to much of the hype in the very mm. immediate future, right? I mean, I think right. weight-wise he's undersized, and it's going to take him some time. But is he a great prospect at this point based on what we've been seeing? I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and I would just encourage you, like if you're playing the fantasy game or if you're just a, a, a average fan or a, a diehard fan, you want to see Victor Wembayama show that he could play in this yeah. league. You want to see him yeah. play great defense, protect the rim, rebound the ball at a high level, and then make the simple plays. Kind of let the game come to him. He doesn't have to walk into the Hall of Fame next Monday, right? We want him to show us right. that he has what it takes to develop a career, Luke. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've watched him play. I mean, you know, he he hasn't good, but he's been kind of inconsistent. So, you know, every time we see we get these, you know, these uh, super hype players from uh, Europe on ever, I think they're going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, it turns out yeah, they're not as cracked up as they, you know, that's where he thinks they are. You know, so it could be another bust. I mean, we've seen, you know, players get the number one and two draft picks and hoping to, you know, improve their team when in the first two or three years of that, they're just like as bad as they ever were. So I'm not one to believe all the hype. What European player was the bust? I want to know who you're pointing to. Is it well, Jokic? Well, Is it Luka? Like who you're describing. Well, I, I should see. Okay, since he's a European player, but it seems like when you get a good number one, uh, number two draft pick, you know, say like, um, like the Hornets or the Kings at one point, you know, it doesn't matter who they get, we you still get bad players and the team doesn't do well. Even with the Knicks, you know, get uh, top players, you know, and they still haven't improved much. I mean, we've improved much in, uh, since last season, but overall when we get these uh, draft picks that really want to, you know, help our team, it doesn't work. I mean, is it the player? Is it the rest of the team? Is it management? You know, what seems to be the problem? I I would like to know an example because the European game has changed a lot from yes. what the NBA brings in. Luka's a superstar. Jokic is a superstar. Like, I want I wanted to see the example of yeah. the bust that's coming from Europe. Victor Wimbiama, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm, so if you know, I'm a Thunder they guy. Wimbiama the the, I mean, has 18 points at halftime. He's going nuts right now. Yeah, now, but you know, but the uh, real season hasn't started yet. Right. When the real so season if, starts in. Right. If you're looking at a bust, his first game, he's he's on pace to get 36 points. That's that's not bust numbers. Those are those. He's he's at 20 right now. Period. In the preseason, yes, but who knows what's going to happen when the regular season starts in in two weeks? Right. Could you consider him a bust after the first game being played? Well. Maybe just be maybe just be a little, you know, you know, just making a maybe maybe make a prediction. But you know, I've seen players that have, you know, been all the hype uh, on the American side and 
You know, a lot of them, you know, because not every player is going to be like a Magic Johnson or a Michael Jordan. We agree. And in some cases, we agree. Like with... I mean, and in some cases, they can be a fast Tiki Vanderway. I don't want to see that. So, so it takes it takes a little time for for any and all players to get it going, right? Everybody can't be, as you mentioned, Magic Johnson. Everybody can't be Michael Jordan. Uh, those guys in particular did something pretty special. Uh, and, and, and listen, there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of uh, American bias, if you will. We saw Michael Jordan in college hit a hit a hit a big time shot to win the national championship. We saw Magic Johnson defeat Larry Bird. Right? We saw Magic win the championship in college. So there's an expectation there. No one's going to call those guys a bust. You just want to see what they're going to do or how they're going to perform. Well, we got to give that same grace uh, to any player, regardless of where they're coming from on the planet, right? So Victor Wembayama, as Timeless mentioned, out to, what is that, 20 points, Timeless? So he has 18, but I'm, I'm saying 18 is at the doorstep of 20 at halftime. You see what I'm saying? Like people averaging 20 in the NBA, that's good. Like, He's there at halftime up against Chet. Like him and Ch- even though Chet has 21, like they're going at it. It's a, a monster game. But I I couldn't start measuring busts in front of him after his first NBA appearance. Like summer league is one thing, the, the preseason is another thing, and then the regular season is another thing. Like I don't I don't know how you could put bust in front of that. But that's just me. Let me back up. Nah, <laughs> you good? Those are real facts right there. It's too early to call anybody a bust in the NBA. With that being said, man, we got a couple of bills to pay, and we'll be right back. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. All right. So let's make sure that we're showing love and connecting with our family at PHI Apparel. Get that merch. Make sure you use that promo code CHEFS. Again, that's promo code CHEFS, C-H-E-F-S, just in case you don't like my enunciation or pronunciation. All right, Thomas, man, listen, brother. I'm about to jump into these box scores from this uh, San Antonio Spurs-Oklahoma City Thunder game. We're going to start with the home team holding it down. The Oklahoma City Thunder. I remember when I used to rock with them. I know that was your squad from Seattle to OKC. You still rock with the Thunder, Thomas? I got to check your temperature. You still a Thunder fan don't, or are you rolling with the Knicks? Don't ever disrespect me on this network. Don't you ever do that again. Not, 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 man, <laughs> now. Disrespectful. Wow. <laughs> People are hard City. I had to. Test them one time, Sports City. Anyway, I digress. Back to the box scores. The home team, Oklahoma City Thunder, currently trailing in this game at halftime. Score is 81-74 in favor of the San Antonio Spurs. Looks like tonight's starters were uh, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, J-Dub, that is, you know, Santa Clara version, uh, Chet Holmgren, uh, just that Case and Wallace and uh, Josh Giddy. We got 14 points from Luke Dort, 12 points from J-Dub, 21 points from Chet Holmgren, and 10 points from Josh Giddy. Isaiah Joe off the bench, also chipping in a cool 10 points. For the San Antonio Spurs, Leading the way, we got Victor Wembayama with 18 points, three rebounds, two steals, and one block. Let's see what those percentages looking like. Okay, he's shooting seven to nine. Is anybody guarding him, or is he just shooting over everybody like Kevin Durant? Uh, Zach Collins, nine points and five assists and three rebounds. Devin Vassell, four points. 
And we got Trey Jones with 12 points, four rebounds, five assists for those looking for some of that fantasy gold out there. It's preseason. Again, you know who the names are. If you're playing in a 10 or 12 team league, you're going to be looking for all the superstars and uh, guys who are kind of like coming off that bench unless it's a significant six. Man, you're not even paying attention to them. That's why I promise you, man, you got to step your game up and play salary cap fantasy basketball, and you got to get in some kind of 16-team league, man. It's got to be at least 16 teams. It's got to be deep. It's got to be worth knowing what's going on in the NBA. This is an all-NBA fan show. So we talk about the guys that you'd be like, who? Yeah, you're going to be like, who? We're going to go that deep. Going to run around the rest of the league. That first game of the night tipped off at 730. It was between the Boston Celtics in a back-to-back preseason game. That's right. They played on Sunday. Uh, Now they're uh, on the road Monday night here in New York playing the Knickerbockers. It's the third quarter, about four minutes and 21 seconds remaining in this game. Let's take a quick look at what the home team is cooking. R.J. Barrett, 12 points, two rebounds, two assists. Julius Randle has 11 points and four rebounds in about 12 minutes. Mitchell Robinson, 10.7 rebounds, two steals. Jalen Brunson, 10 points in five minutes. And Quentin Grimes, 6, 2, and 4 with one steal. Uh, Emmanuel quickly appears to be leading all scores for the Knicks with 15 points off the bench. In, oh, excuse me, he just scored a three ball, so he's now at 18 points in 18 minutes, leading all scores for the Knicks. For the Boston Celtics, the notable names clearly getting the night off after the minutes they logged yesterday in the preseason. We're not burning anybody out early yet, so don't expect a whole lot. As I mentioned, you know that by now if you're an NBA fan, die hard. O'Shea Brissett, maybe you know the name, maybe you don't. If you're from Indiana or Indiana Pacer, you've heard that name before. He is now a member of the Boston Celtics. He has five points, two rebounds, one assist. He got the starting nod tonight. Uh, Sam Hauser, six and seven. That's 6.7 rebounds. Luke Cornett, four points, uh, two boards, three assists. Uh, Delano Banton coming to the Boston Celtics from Toronto, uh, leading the uh, Celtics with 15 points. Uh, Coley there, Peyton Pritchard, who just got that new contract. I think he signed three for 30 or something like that. Uh, 15 points, three rebounds, five assists, two steals. And Z McCollyu, formerly of the Toronto Raptors by way of, uh, I want to say the Charlotte Hornets, is now um, trying to find a home there in Boston. In 13 minutes off the bench, he scored 13 points, two rebounds, one assist. In the late game, just tipped off, this is actually out in Las Vegas, we have the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Los Angeles Lakers in the first quarter. Uh, they have seven minutes and 13 seconds remaining there. Cam Thomas, Michael Bridges, Nick Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Ben Simmons getting the starting nod for the Brooklyn Nets and for the Los Angeles Lakers. Torian Prince, LeBron James, uh, who got the night off for the first preseason game of the Lakers against the Warriors is back in the starting lineup next to Anthony Davis, along with Austin Reeves, who also had received the night off. He's back on the court and D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell. So again, that game is very early in the first quarter. The score is 14-12 in favor of the Los Angeles Lakers. Thomas, I'm going to come to you, man, and just let's play a little pitch and catch, man. Uh, What are the notable... um, teams that's standing out to you thus far uh, or interest you in terms of a storyline for this upcoming 23-24 NBA season? Well, I'll start with the teams of today. Um, first and foremost, can Porzingis help Boston get over the hump? Uh, they have a seven-footer. I think the biggest thing to look at is his health. If he can remain on the floor and do the type of damage that he did when he first got to New York City, that could be tremendous help 
you know, despite them losing Rob Williams, uh, Rob Williams, would, I, I didn't want to see him leave Boston, but if Porzingis is the shot blocker, I mean, they don't lose too much. But I, I think the, uh, you know, Williams was the guy that was dismissing a lot of stuff down there. But if Porzingis could be that real, I don't even want to call him the third piece or the fourth guy, like, because it's interesting how the lineup is now. I think they could definitely contend with the likes of, you know, the moves that have been in the, been made in the Midwest at this point. Um, and also the game that's being played right now, the Spurs and the Thunder, like the Thunder were at the doorstep of the playoffs. Do they make a leap? Shade's not playing today, and they look okay. They were down double digits all game, but now they're starting to turn it back on. And um, Jay Will, well, Jay Dub, like you said, uh, he's been playing tremendous. He's one of the breakout players. Uh, there's been people around the NBA that think that this may be a, a all-star season for him. And I'm like, he's too young for that, but anything is possible. And if Chet remains to be the defensive player that he is, he's already got a double-double game right now in the first half. This is this is excellent for his first game there. But Shea's not playing, so that's interesting. If him, Giddy, Shea, Dort, and Isaiah Joe can all exist, the Thunder are a team to worry about in the West, not even just to be a playoff appearance. I think they could finish – top five in the West. Um, the Spurs, the way that they look now with Wimbiamba is is one thing, but uh, the rest of the team has to be consistent throughout the season also because uh, I think Pop is really coaching on his last legs, but I think Wimbiamba is going to help him move it forward for at least another two years because this is a talent that, you know, Pop grew up off of with Tim Duncan in the league, and now he has like another 6'11 or taller player that can actually help dominate so if the Spurs could get out of the cellar, because they were in the cellar last year, that's how they got where Bianca's another thing. And the big question I have for you is that, Nick, uh, they're keeping Julius Randle. All of the issues and people that were poking and talking and prodding fun around him, saying that he's a goner, he's there. They didn't really make too many big, significant changes. I wonder if the Knicks are going to be better this season, or are they still going to be the New York Knicks? I love that question, Timeless. I'm going to get that answer to you right after this break. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowds. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. All right. Before we went to that break last segment, Thomas posed the question about Julius Randle and what my thoughts were about him this upcoming season and what they're planning to do. My speculation is that they're going to continue to rock with their all-star. I'm a firm believer that for the most part, if we're just going by the last two seasons, two or three, outside of those sexier names like Giannis Antetokounmpo and Jason Tatum, the best power forward in the Eastern Conference has been Julius Randle, statistically. When you're looking at who's putting the ball in the hole, points, you're looking at rebounds, assists from the four, as well as the amount of three-pointers made from the power forward position. Julius Randle is a true talent. He's been delivering. Now, the question is, what will the team around him do? How will they perform? We know Jalen Brunson is well-liked. But I'm curious how many people continue to root for R.J. Barrett when he's not quite yet delivered on the promise, in my opinion. I think Quentin Grimes is being held back and being stymied and stifled just a touch bit because of the presence of R.J. Barrett in that lineup, and his name just rings louder. Uh, Then you have Emmanuel quickly off the bench who uh, is a piece that other teams find desirable. How does Thibodeau figure out the management of his personnel, the roster's been constructed, 
how does he figure out the management so it gets over the hump and you start to accentuate the positive production from guys like Quentin Grimes who might not be getting enough shots per game on average versus can you get R.J. Barrett to increase his efficiency maybe with taking less shots and allow this team to truly run through the combination of Brunson and Randall. I don't really see Brunson and Randall in a lot of pick and rolls, but I would like to see them uh, maybe in more of the pick and roll action as opposed to the isolation game that they both tend to like to play there in the new, for the New York Knicks. But that's a great question, Thomas. Um, who else are you looking at? Let's go to the Western Conference. We jumped on that East. It's a lot going on in the East. We can jump all around uh, in the West. Let's stay in OKC, if you don't mind. Because you brought up uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I know he's getting a night off, and Chet and, and, and Wemby, it's, it's their kind of coming out party. They're starting at this uh, NBA preseason off right, getting buckets to both of them. Um, Shea Gilgis, all-pro player, first team, all-NBA last season. Will he do it again? I'm not going to ask. Can he? Clearly he can. Be will he? You still there, Thomas? You on mute? I sure was talking on mute. Um, I definitely think that he can, especially with the addition of Chet. I just the one thing I don't want to happen, but it's going to happen. His dipping point potential. Uh, he was averaging over thirty points a game. I think with Chet on the floor is going to take the ball out of his hands and uh, I guess save him energy. That is one thing that that needs to be considered. But it's a concern for me because he's getting used to getting those numbers as quick as possible. Um, Hopefully they can still make it happen and still be powerful and still have everybody else play their role in OKC be a threat out west. But um, they got to get used to being a team instead of being that you know that one man show. So. This is something that they got to get used to. Absolutely agree with you on that point, Thomas. It's nothing wrong with uh, some decrease in usage and uh, field goal attempts per game. If you can increase your wins per game, elevate one of your teammates, because it is still a team sport, no matter how much we think uh, basketball is just uh, isolation. We know that a lot of the great teams and the great players want to win championships they want to be on the biggest stage playing nba playoff basketball i'm excited about this young thunder team and his roster it definitely takes me back Ty. it makes me think of those uh versions of the thunder with kevin durant russell westbrook Serge Ibaka, james harden and their youth and, and all the promise that they were full of when people did not quite see it coming uh before anybody in the thunder uniform was a league mvp we talked about what they could be. Uh, I feel like that's what we're seeing. Again, another iteration of that Luke Dort, who I was slow to get on board with, and you kept telling me, man, he's a dog. He can defend, and he's been doing that. But along the way, he's also been getting better on the offensive side of the basketball and getting uh, the opportunities. I'm looking for him to take another step in terms of his efficiency on the court. Uh, J-Dub out of Santa Clara, he's young. And, and, and look, this young man has the tools. He's got the package. Uh, he and Giddy, they kind of, you know, statistically remind me of one another with their size, their ability to score, rebound, and assist the basketball. Figuring out, uh, Coach Mark Dagle having to figure out um, the utilization for the you know the effectiveness and efficiency of those guys line up to line up night to night. I mean, it, I think it's going to be great to watch. I mean, if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, if you're in Oklahoma City, man, you gotta be in attendance, enjoying those games because this is a very exciting young. Outside of the Thunder, Thomas, um, and there's going to be plenty of people that's going to talk Wimbayama and the Spurs, there's going to be plenty of conversations about the notable uh, Lakers and the Celtics. There's going to be plenty of conversations about the 
uh, Phoenix Sun. I got views and opinions on it. I don't know if you want to hear all that right now when we got such a long season. Or maybe there's somebody, you know, you might want to pull a rabbit out the hat that doesn't get talked about a lot that we might want to discuss right here inside the kitchen. Um, there was some people I heard talking this week, and they think that the Suns won't last long. Like, this would be an interesting season to see them play together with Booker, Bill, and Durant. But um, Durant's going to be – well, Durant is, at this point in time, 35 years old. Um, he's nearing the end of his career. So um, we'll see how that goes. A lot of people think that they've been hearing buzzes about Devin Booker trying to get back home too. So this is an all or nothing season for the Suns right now with all of the changes that they made and all the pieces that they got rid of. And how much is left in the tank on on Bradley Bill? That's the one thing I'm worried about with the Suns. So that makes it interesting. Another team out west that I'm concerned about is the Sacramento Kings. Do they keep that going? Uh, what they had from last year and, and get better out west also. But right now for the Sun situation, it, it's interesting that they dumped a lot of trust into the the veteran Kevin Durant. And, you know, if he ends up leaving, what what they look like afterward if, if the, the Suns turn into the all-guard draft and things of that nature. But we'll focus on this season here and now. Yeah, well, KD's got three more years uh, under contract, uh, including this season. Uh, so that should take him to about 37, 38, depending on uh, the exact date of which his birthday falls. Um, salary cap wise, he's already sitting at like 46, 47 mil per his final year. I think he'll be at like 53 and change. Look, we we've all had the, the privilege and the benefit right now of watching LeBron James do what he's been doing on a roster like this in Phoenix. It's my opinion and, and my personal belief. No one has to accept it. It's, it's a belief. It doesn't matter uh, to anyone but me, but my personal belief is that Kevin Durant can do exactly what he's seen LeBron James do. I feel like he's been following the blueprint all along. And that is to take care of his body as much as he possibly can who cares about the injuries that he's had? Okay, we acknowledge that. So as LeBron, we keep it moving. He's practically a seven-foot shooting guard. He doesn't see anybody when he shoots. He's on a very good basketball team with guards who are very efficient. I don't think this is like a one-and-done type of season where if they don't win the chip this year, all of a sudden we're we're blowing it up. Inside of three total seasons, you have Kevin Durant under contract. I think it's about the first two of the three years in totality. They're they're going to have to face some tough teams who, who reconstructed themselves in year one. But all those tough moves, be it Milwaukee or Boston, uh, you know the Denver Nuggets are coming back for the most part. The way they were, they actually lost pieces and are going to be dependent on more youth. The the Lakers won out and retooled. But Kevin, Frank Vogel, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, some of the most efficient minds as well as performers in this sport we call basketball. So I'm not going to write the Phoenix Suns off. I actually went out on the limb and one of those guys, way too early predictions, in the summertime after they acquired Bill and started building that bench, and I said that the Phoenix Suns were going to win the championship. I didn't have the, uh, what did you call that thing? (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, the crystal ball that uh, was going to tell me that the Milwaukee Bucks was going to be the team that made the trade and put Dame Lillard next to Giannis Antetokounmpo and forced, a rematch of Phoenix-Milwaukee finals. I'm off of that. I don't care about the weather or what anybody's opinion is about L.A. or South Beach or New York or Denver or none of that. Give me Phoenix versus Milwaukee timeless, and I think we got crazy ratings and fireworks for an NBA final. Way too early pick, but I'm just saying. I'm a fan. What's your thoughts, Ty? 
I don't think is going to happen on either side of the spectrum. Um, the Suns are going to have to contend with LeBron and the Lakers. The Lakers, I feel like, are trying to turn that corner as much as I, I feel like the NBA is going to try and get LeBron the best situation he can to try and walk out of this league because I really don't think uh, Bronny's a one and done. I really feel like LeBron is really pushing it to play another two seasons for his son to, you know, play ball with him. I really do feel like this is he's getting long in the tooth. Even though he's still healthy, he's still a monster, he still could do his thing, it, it, it's like LeBron need to look at this before something happens. And then um, the, the Warriors situation also with Chris Paul being there, this is the last hurrah for Chris Paul. Now, now we all know that he's ring searching. Like he's out there doing his thing, trying to get his ring and, um, it is, this is something that me and you actually had a discussion outside of the kitchen. I seen Steve Kerr working with Chris at the one and Curry at the two. This makes this dangerous if Curry and Clay are running around with their hair on fire, getting passes and setups from Chris Paul. So that actually makes it even more interesting out west that they got guns like crazy back in Golden State. So the the West is always going to be loaded. It's just no cakewalk to get there. I get a KD is a special talent, but I don't think he's enough anymore. I, I think KD needs more than him and Booker and Bill. Like those those three right there alone will get you ninety. Where do the other twenty two points come from to get you a solid one twelve a night? Because that's what the NBA is looking like. Is it, one twelve or better? Shoot, one twenty in some games to uh, win games. I, I I I beg to differ. If you're getting thirty from all three of them, I feel like that's not enough. The, the Suns need more at the end of the day. So. um the East with the moves that just been made with um, Damian Lillard, um, he, he has to find cohesiveness with him and, and Giannis at the end of the day. I know that this is going to be a tandem. Everybody's going to love to see it, but that team has to play together and, and get those defensive stops. And Lillard's not a ball stopper at the end of the day. Drew was the guy to help them defensively. I, I want to see if the Bucks still have it on the defensive side while they lost so much at the end of the day. Their front court is one thing, but their back court, that's the question. It's on trial for me. I don't think the Bucks get to the finals. They may push to get to an Eastern Conference final, but I don't think that you're strong enough to be in front of the Larry O'Brien. Okay, okay. I'm not going to offer a lot of pushback right now. It's preseason. It's too early. It's too early. And You said yours. I said mine. We stand where we stand. But I agree definitely, and I kind of want to touch on the amount of points per game that the teams are going to need to put up because the Sacramento Kings, my goodness, I'm such a fan of the Kings. I have recently, uh, last season, invested, you know, Kings paraphernalia, merch, hats, so forth and so on, fantasy team name, all of that all in on De'Aaron Fox, Demonis Sabonis, Coach Mike Brown. Love the Kings. Love their ability and uh, how they run their offense. Uh, a lot of my players that I was helping train and develop and uh, coach, we were running their offense from last season. It was the number one offense in the NBA, timeless you hit the nail on the head. You have to put up 119 to 121 with some type of consistency night in and night out if you really want to be that team in the Western Conference or, for that matter, the NBA, right? Give yourself a real shot. That uh, Sacramento team obviously broke that long drought of not being in the playoffs, won a lot of, you know, postseason awards between coach of the year uh, most clutch player awarded uh, to De'Aaron Fox and things of that nature. Keegan Murray, the rookie, had an outstanding showing, set a record for three-pointers made. I'm just saying that Sacramento Kings team is not getting enough early, like way too early conversation in terms of the predictions. And we know that tomorrow, October 10th, the NBA does this thing where they have told NBA GM since 2002, and then they do predictions for practically any and everything you could think of in terms of who's going to win the championship, who's going to be the MVP, who's going to be the rookie of the year, so forth and so on. All that stuff is going to be a part of uh, NBA conversations 
and what are cooler talk for the next three days. We'll find out tomorrow, but Timeless, I'm with you when it comes to the Sacramento Kings. If you had to make a way too early prediction for something like, and I'm, I'm as I pivot from the Kings, MVP for this upcoming season, give me your way too early MVP prediction this season. Wow, you are starting trouble. <laughs> hey, you know, I, look, it's took, it, look, it's taking me a minute, but I'm trying to cook. I'm running out of time. No, I know, I know, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't start that trouble. Don't start, no, won't be none. Um, early, I gotta go. Jokic is one, and beat is two because the big men are. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. We gotta pay these bills real quick. Time's gonna come back and tell you it's way too early prediction. Stand by. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's PHI Apparel. Dot co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. All right, Thomas, we're back from that break, man. Pick up where you left off. Give us that pick for MVP. You said Jokic is going to bounce back? Is that what I thought I heard you say? Jokic and Embiid are going to go at it. I think Jokic is going to take it personal for how MB got the award. The way that that went down last year was pretty incredible to watch the centers get back into the fold of the NBA because it looked like it was an all-backcourt thing, all guards, and trying to small ball the situation. These two took over the league by command. And um, the way the Nuggets won the championship, who slows them down, especially with him getting to taste champagne for the first time. I, I feel like if Jokic keeps it up, He's going to be in the talks and the likes of your Will Chamberlain, your Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, your Shaquille O'Neal, your Hakeem Olajuwon. You better get used to the word joker. So um, I don't think it stops. I think he can still get you a triple-double every night. Like, that's the incredible part about this type of a center that is a, a team player ready to give the ball up, knows that he's a superstar, but is so – Team orientated and the team feeds and loves that. So if Denver keeps this going, they can be a threat to be right back in the finals again. Uh, but the West is loaded. But I still feel he, he's the guy to stop. And, and who's going to stop him? He only plays MB twice a year. I, I get it. I get it. I, I, it's, it's hard to it's hard to argue. It's hard to push back. But you know, in the interest of the parity and the opportunity for others to walk away with the hardware, I'm going to go with a guy, and i got to set this up. And, 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 and just only for fantasy purposes, I'm going to stay right there with Joker very briefly and say this. We know what he does statistically. Nothing's changed in terms of the roster construction that's going to impact the statistics that he's going to produce in those significant categories, points, rebounds, assists, and percentages. Like, he is going to be a monster in those areas statistically when it's voting time for league MVP. But if you want to talk about who is already ahead and being the story for this upcoming season and who is going to put up some numbers that are going that's going to matter with the cameras and that East Coast bias that he's been uh Void and lacking out there in the Western Conference is the one and only Dame Time in Milwaukee, Damian Lillard, league MVP. That's my prediction. He already told you. He warned everybody. Pick your poison. Who are you going to guard? You going to stop Giannis from getting downhill? Or are you going to try to stop Giannis from getting downhill? Giannis is an unselfish player, averages about five assists. He could easily average six or seven, and he just might this season. Because if you start choosing for any stretch of time with the team's 
trying to figure out who to stop, and they start trying to <laughs> stop Giannis, he's going to pass the ball to Damian Lillard, and Lillard is going to knock down five to seven threes. It's going to be nice. Okay, just, just follow me on this, right? Just follow my train of thought. So it's a four-game week, the Milwaukee Bucks. And Dame Lillard finishes that week averaging seven threes. Not that he actually hit seven threes in four straight games, but somewhere in there, two games easily, somebody fell asleep at the wheel, and this man went off for ten threes. Easy. You see where he shoots the ball. Logo Lillard is a thing. He's going to put on a show. It's going to be a big-time season for Damian Lillard. And if you don't have Damian Lillard on your fantasy team this season in Milwaukee, you're just sleeping at the wheel. Because I'm telling you now, it's not going to cost you anything. Just grab Damian Lillard. Figure it out. If you're playing salary cap fantasy league, well, it's going to cost you that paycheck that he got to get paid. That's how much it's going to cost you in salary, right? <laughs> you got to account for that in your roster construction. But – on the serious side, I'm going with Damian Lillard. That's my way too early pick, Timeless. What's your pushback? I, I think uh, Dame won't. He, he'll probably put up scoring totals, but I, I, I think that the uh, win-loss total for the, the Bucks won't be there. I think the Bucks will be like a 4-5-6 team in the East. I, I don't think that they're a threat to remain at the top like they were the past couple of seasons. I, I think they will take a dip in production. Um, I'm I'm not thrilled about this move with Dane going to Milwaukee. Dane broke up a good thing. Milwaukee takes the, the star power of Damian Lillard. Uh, they they should have minded their business and, and kept what they had. Uh, Janet Jackson said it best. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I heard that. Well, Thomas, I want to do something real quick, man, before we get out of here. I got to ask you about two teams, one east, one west. Um, and, and, and these teams don't tend to get a lot of coverage, you know, on the, on the national stage. Well, I guess they do, but it's, always, it's usually been for something negative, right? Uh, depends on who we're associating with it every now and then. But I want to talk or ask about, in the Eastern Conference, the Atlanta Hawks, and in the Western Conference, the Houston Rockets. We'll go in alphabetical order. We'll start with the Atlanta Hawks, right? We know the A, right? <laughs> if you're not a Hawk, it's going to be trouble for you when you get to Atlanta. We know NBA players love to, you know, stop by and get them some chicken wings and get a dance, right? Enjoy yourself. But the Atlanta Hawks have not been that team that we saw defeat the Philadelphia 76ers in the playoffs and, uh, you know, push the Milwaukee Bucks to the brink, I believe it was, if my memory serves me correctly. Since then, to be frank, they've acquired DeJounte Murray and lost John Collins via trade. Bringing some young players, got another head coach. They went from Lloyd uh, to Nate McMillan, now to Quinn Snyder. What are your thoughts on the Atlanta Hawks? And can this bird straighten up and fly right? Um, it's tough out east with them because the star power is Trey Young. Everybody's hoping that Trey could turn the corner. And they had that, you know, miraculous run two years ago. But I need to see the consistency, especially with the pieces they move and the coaching uh, situations that have been made also. I think that Atlanta, they are a team that's decent enough to make the playoffs. I still feel like they're going to be a bottom of the bracket team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I want to know if it's safe for Trey to be like a 28 or better guard. Like, it's going to take the team to get more production out of everybody else. But the one thing I look at with these guys is if Trey can – be more unselfish like he already is and get this team off the ground or if he's going to have to turn into your Allen Iverson, your, you know, your scoring guard, your Marbury's at the back of the day uh, to get this team over the hump because there's a lot of guns in the Eastern Conference and I don't know if it's just him. 
I mean, he's the big name star quality. Even though DeJounte's there, DeJounte has to be consistent with what he does, even though DeJounte's a good player. I'm not taking anything away from him. But it's tough, especially with Miami trying to bounce back. What do they have with all the pieces that they lost? Are they going to be a bottom feeder making their way back up? There's a lot of teams in front of Atlanta that Atlanta has to worry about. So my, my question still remains if Trey can do this game in and game out for their production throughout the season. I feel that, Thomas. I do. I, look, I don't know what else uh, Trey Young can do himself. That's what I will say, right? This guy, in just a short time, has career averages of 26 points, four rebounds, nine assists, and one steal. For the last two seasons, if we're rounding up, He's averaging 10 assists, a double-double, 28 and 9.7. That's 10, 26, and 10.2. I mean, what else can he do? He's got to get some help, right? He's going into a sixth season, and they didn't really do anything significant other than make some draft picks that the average fan is going to say, what can Kobe Bufkin do for the Hawks? Who is uh, Muhammad Gay? Seth Lundy? Like, what's special about those names, right? You feel like those names don't move the needle. So that means all the lifting is going to have to be done by Trey, DeJounte, Clint Capella, uh, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Sadiq Bey, uh, another young player who hasn't yet delivered on his promise. I want to say he's in going into his third season in Jalen Johnson. We know him as a highly touted, you know, prospect and recruit going into Duke. He left Duke early. Now he's in the league. It's like you said, there's some questions there in Atlanta, but we just wanted to show the Hawks some love because uh, I, I know people have maybe forgotten, but, there are people who are still watching the Atlanta Hawks and want to see them succeed. Another young team, before we get up out of here, the Houston Rockets. No James Harden. We're not going to spend too time, too much time on the negativity surrounding Kevin Porter Jr., who's no longer with the team. He's gone. There's the acquisition of Fred Van Fleet, uh, uh, an NBA champion on the roster, the acquisition of Dylan Brooks, who's a notable uh, – uh, He's a dog, even if it's with some antics. He's going to play D, right, and, and compete at a high level coming over from Memphis. You got Ime Udoka, who had an outstanding first year as a head coach before the drama surrounded him and, and slowed uh, his coaching career down, more of a speed bump. Now he's back. He's got to get back up to speed. Your thoughts very quickly. Can this Houston Rockets team make – the playoffs. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I want to be hopeful, and, and I am kind of being, like, biased because I'm a Western Conference guy. But with the loss of Porter Jr. right here at the doorstep of the season, Ime Yudoka is a good coach and trying to bring fire to that young team. Um, too much has happened in this past season. Um, they, they do have the likes of Jabari Smith and, you know, uh, Jalen Green as well. There's too much weight out there in the Western Conference for them to compete with. I think they're a fun team to watch. They get up and down the floor. They can shoot the ball well. But I, I don't think Houston can uh, survive the storm out west. It's, it's one thing in the east with Atlanta, you know, because it, it's a lottery pick to me in the Eastern Conference. In the west, is those dogs are here to stay for a while. you got to really build that stature and uh, see if you could uh, start shooting it out. It's going to take Emay some time, I, I think. It's going to take them some time to get that, that organization off the ground. Uh, they're going to be fun to watch, but I don't think they make the playoffs. I'm with you, Timeless. And we got less than 30 seconds. Give me a closing plug as we shut this thing down on the first night of All You Can Eat Fantasy Basketball. SportsCityChefs.com. Check out the website, the interviews, the blogs, the chefs. We'll be back here all week long. We got shows except Saturday. So we are back at it. We doing our thing. We got that good old food for thought. You can get Royce two times a week. You get me about two, three, four times a week to come around Sports City. Check out the website. Continue to support it as best as possible. Food for thought. Hopefully y'all can still do these dishes. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know. <laughs>
Now they know.